Well, good, good bunch of you in here so far. So, who wants to uh, who wants to go first? Bob says he does. He's got both hands up back there. Bob <laughs> Beach, baby. I got this thing covered like go. a blanket. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. I feel so happy. I am full of joy. I'm seeing brothers and sisters that I haven't seen in a very long time. I know since like Friday. <laughs> <laughs> There's something that wasn't him playing like a ball cover. But uh, I, I know, you know, people have things to take care of, and, and that's good. I, it just makes me that much more happier when I do see. And you know who you are, Eva. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday and Monday, I was feeling my worst. Somewhere around Tuesday or Wednesday, I decided to clean up my purse. And I dumped everything over on my bed, and this letter fell out. I said, what is this? And I opened it up, and I started to read it, and it really didn't have my right name on it, but it said Ava. Sorry, baby. <laughs> and, but I said, well, it was meant for me because I have it. But the letter just made me feel so much better. It was a pick-me-up that I had been needing, and it just made me feel so much better, and my week went better after that. Aww. Thank you, Bob. Aww. <laughs> That's so sweet. That is. Anytime, sister. All right. All right. Francis has praise. Go ahead. Okay, so for like two weeks, my in my give oil light would keep coming on and, and I would plan to go there and then of course, you know, I have two young kids with me right now. And so it would just blow it off. And and then I found a $39 coupon from Toyota in the mail. So that was a praise that I somehow waited to have it done. Okay. Then I go to have it done, and they tell me that my battery is reading low. And he pulls it up, and I was within two days. I just oh. made it for a free battery. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> nice. Oh, wow. It was under warranty. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Whole new replacement. <laughs> wow, that's cool. So we can add that to the sale list. It's got a brand new. Praise God. Yeah, batteries. Batteries aren't like the most expensive car thing, but they never come. They never come when it's convenient. No. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and that couple hundred bucks that you're going to hit you is, you know, it's it's never cool. It's <laughs> nice, really nice to have one covered under warranty. Yeah. They're designed to go out. Yeah, right after. Right after. Two years old, so. Yeah, well, that's good. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Who else? Gilbert. My praise the Lord for my safe drive here, and I hear. The temperatures in Mexico were hot at 85 to 95. 
I thought it was bad to come in no. here. <laughs> <laughs> no. Eighty-five to ninety-five with very low humidity is pretty good weather. <laughs> Clarissa. I just want to praise God for my health that I'm doing well enough to uh, I've been training with Alexis at the gym and uh, surprisingly like we butt had so much and so many things but with that like we just mesh like and so it's been like our thing and she's just pushing herself and it's made me push myself I don't even like working out with other people but like with her it just it works so seamless cool so just praise God for that and then I also praise God that um, Calista's home she moved home and so it's like our whole family is like yeah, we're back together, you know. So we've had like a lot of time together, and I think it's it's what she needs in this season of good. her life. And it's just been it's good. been a good thing. It's been good for everybody, even even James. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Yes. Joshua. I want to praise Lord for a few things. Uh, one for answering my prayers. I, I had a prayer for guidance, and like two minutes later, I got the guidance I was looking for. Um, you know, just like that. I want to praise the Lord for health, for our health. You know, we don't go to the doctor ever. Yeah. Same. So the fact that even when we get sick, we're able to to fend it off with home remedies and stuff. I want to praise the Lord for that because especially yeah. with kids, it's a huge blessing. Yeah. And uh, also, I want to praise the Lord for just always providing. We always seem to have what we need when we need it. Amen. 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 All right, that's cool. Mike. I'm going to coattail off Josh just uh, closed the biggest deal I think we've ever closed with Gales and Wheels. That's going to be six months worth wow. of living expenses or seven oh, on top of the other clients we have. So it's like, wow. That's amazing. I know you're not shocked, but I am. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like when Peter took that net and put it over the side. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I kind of yeah. feel like that, to be honest Aww. with you. That's so cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's how the Lord works. Yep. yep. Wow. Our amazing God, amazing. Yeah, we saw a shock. Oh my God! You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll get to that point. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you're already at that point. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Lord is good all the time, and the Lord does keep His word, and He does do it in His season and in His timing, because that's how it works. I just want to. Praise the Lord for good health and a good week. I had a very good week. No sickness or anything like that. I just want to thank the Lord for that. I started one more. I just thought just uh, me and Amanda got to spend some quality time. We needed together this last week because Amanda's out of town. Not that we want her out of town, but it's been a good break for us to get to spend time together and with my son and just kind of like reconnect. We did date like date night last night. Watched a movie called Nefarious, which was really good actually. We haven't yeah. seen it written by a Christian guy. So. That's cool. Quality time. Mm -hmm. One of the most popular love languages. Quality mm -hmm. time. Anybody else? Praises? Clarissa? I also I just want to praise God because I talked to my dad yesterday and Nan, his wife, uh, which she was saved several years ago, praise God. 
um, but she's just been struggling with her health like the last year. She has a lot. She's had a lot of surgeries and everything. And I, at one point, it wasn't looking good for her. Um, but she's turned it all around, and she's like doing really well. And she's she's even driving, which they didn't think she'd be able to drive anymore. So I'm just praise God that she's doing better. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Christine. Um, kind of riding with Mike back there. Josh and I got to work together Friday, and I just thank God that he allows Josh and I to work together the way that we do, because most married couples cannot work together. It does not work out right. But we can work in business with paperwork and physically together, and it just the job gets done. There's no fighting, there's no arguing, and we get to spend time together. So like it's double dipping. We get to get paid to spend time together. So he just does yeah. what he's told, and that all works out. Is that basically? But yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I get entirely too happy putting her to work. Yeah. <laughs> well, amen, amen. Hi, Sherry. Hey. Good to see you back. Where's your sidekick? Working. Oh. He's got to turn around and work this week. Uh, it happens. Yeah. All right. Anybody else? Carry. Well, I got a text last night, and then I got one this morning. I got two jobs to do after church. I take care of church first. That's right. Amen. They wanted me to come down as soon as possible. I told them not to laugh. That's right. It's uh, sometimes it takes folks a long time to learn that, but you picked it up pretty quick. So, amen. All right. Anybody else? Other praises? Brenda. I just want to praise the Lord that He gave me forty-five years with my son. Amen. I wish it had been a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to praise the Lord that He wants His that He's going to see you through what you're going through. I know He will. And He won't step away. He'll be there every step. Cannot I cannot imagine the pain of grieving for one of your children dying. And it wasn't that he took him early. He, you got, you got the right perspective. He gave him forty-five solid years. Lisa, did you have your hand up? I did. Um, I am thankful to God that I, um, I, my body was breaking down really badly from all the exposure during the summer and all of the events back to back and home teams and everything. And I'll be sixty-nine in a couple of weeks, so that's probably what but um, but being able to do physical therapy it it's hard because I have to do it every day and it's over an hour of isometric exercises but I am feeling so strong after two weeks I can't wait to see after the next six weeks right. how strong I am I can't imagine being stronger so it's going to be neat that's <laughs> a praise Sherry? Praise God for being here and um, for a wonderful vacation I had Good. Amen. Amen. Eva? I want to praise God for the safe summer that we, all the kids have safe, and we haven't heard of anyone having an accident, um, a grave illness of any type, and praise God that they're going back to school Monday. Amen. <laughs> to them. It's their children. We've given them back to them on Monday. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm pretty sure there are special rewards in heaven for grandparents who raise their (laughs) hands. Well, yeah. Sherry? I have another praise. 
So my grandson, Jordy, called me, and the they was renting a place with a friend, and their friend decided to move back in with a mom, which was going to put them in a bind, and they didn't have a place to go. So he called me and said, Grammy, and I'm like, okay. So I promised I'll just be for a couple of weeks, and I'm like, okay. Well, he called me on Friday evening, and with the money that she gave back to them for the rent that she wasn't going to pay, and his paycheck, and he went and did a side job, they were able to go ahead and move in their own place. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> That's almost like even sending the kids back to school. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, I'm proud of them. This is, they got a place of their own, on their own. It's just them. I mean, it's just a little travel trailer, but it's it's for them. It's okay. theirs. So praise God for that. He needs a bed if anybody's got a bed. <laughs> so I give him a blow up mattress. So <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. Pretty yep. Cool. Well, I have a few praises that I need to uh, give the Lord credit for. Uh, the Lord has been. Uh, good to us you know you you all know what i teach about finances and the and and generous giving and god's promises with all of that and god handling the 90 percent that he leaves you with and that sort of thing and god keeps his words but it's just uh it's it he's he's absolutely consistent uh i sold uh, i sold our boat last week, the big one. Uh, I paid $115,000 for it. I paid cash because I had cash because God keeps his word. Uh, we used it for a little over three years. Enjoyed it immensely. I sold it for 5000 more than I paid for it. Nice. I, uh, it, well, it's not, it's not like I made money on it. It's, you know, we've yeah. spent quite a bit on it you know, improving it and adding so. things that needed to be there for what we do. But so we probably came really close to breaking even on it. Know anybody that buys boats and breaks even or makes money on them? Well, I've never lost money on one, and I've owned a pretty large number of them. But, and it's and it's always because of uh, God says, you know, He tells us to gain by trading. We trade labor, we trade this, we trade that, but that's what economics is about, and the Lord keeps his word. But, uh, but uh, so what we did, the, the, the praise is that that worked out fine, and we got it done, and I paid all of the expenses out of it. I put the money in the bank, at least went down yesterday, and uh, paid off the only debt we have left that, well, I, when I, I bought the Lightning, you know that, and that was a way more than trucks are supposed to cost. <laughs> I didn't want to use up the cash that we had, so we'd taken a we'd taken a loan for it, and uh, she paid that off yesterday, so we're debt free again. Amen. And there was enough left over to put some more in our savings, a little bit, and added it up. So everything around us got kicked up a notch and improved nice. uh, because of the Lord keeping his word. It's not about it. It's not about, well, actually, it's because I'm really smart with finances. <laughs>
Somebody said somebody of me one time said that I could fall into an outhouse and come out with a fifty dollar bill stuck to my boot. <laughs> <laughs> that's about right. That's pretty Is that all? That's well actually no, it's not, but but it's just uh you know, just God gives you wisdom to say no to certain things and yes to other things and it's never, it's never the, it's never typical. Seems like God's always showing us special things, and uh, it's, it's just pretty cool watching God run your program, your run your life. He will if you let him. P- people talk about how terrible it is to be a servant. Not when you have a master like Jesus. It's not. It's not. It's amazing. But so that, there's a lot of praises. Uh, Zachary uh, is doing really well with uh, with his new job and his ability to actually go to work and keep working health wise because he lost his health for a while. Yeah, he's hiking you now with the dog in Cameron Park in Waco like two three days a week. Yeah, and so. It's good, and and I finally got I finally got my head straight and started a uh, started my diet, and uh, I am now losing some pounds, and I'm going to stay with it until I get the spare tire back under the rack where it belongs, and <laughs> on the truck, and and. So you can see your belt buckle. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. I haven't. Yeah. I'd like to see my belt buckle again. I, I can see my belt buckle. I have a hanger in the closet where I, where I put it, but, uh, and I can see it. But. Zappia was, was president, and everybody was dressing Western. It was a joke because he has a big silver buckle. His buckle was facing the floor. <laughs> well, at least at least in my shape now, when I wear that silver belt bucket, it doesn't blind anyone. It just shines the light down in front of me like a little light, so I don't trip, you know. So, all right. Anybody else? Vicky. Um, I just want to praise God. Back in the day, um, when I was a single mom with three sons, money was tight, and there wasn't any extras for football games, or baseball games, or for even any other boys to be able to play sports. It took everything that I had, and then some, to pay all the monthly bills. But Yesterday, thanks to my best friend who has a season ticket holder and is out of town on a 40-day camping trip going all the way to Canada, she gave us her free season tickets to the Texans Dolphins game, and my 38-year-old son and I actually got to go to our first football game together. Oh, that's nice. Boy, did the Texans get boom. Oh, we got, we got, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we played horrible. Thank goodness it's preseason. I hope they learned a lot from that game. This was a Texans game? Yeah. Yes. He wasn't, as a child, he wasn't. He didn't watch sports. He wasn't into it. But as an adult, he can tell you where they went to college, what their stats are, who they played for before, mm-hmm. when they're going to be traded. You know, they've been how many times they've been traded. He knows everything. And when him and my best friend, who happen to share the same birthday, when they go together, it's, they speak another language. To yeah, that's true. Well, amen. Francis, what's your praise? Well, when I heard the word dog, I just want to praise God for putting 
Vicki, I mean, Lisa putting Vicki in my life because it has been a big stress about what I'm going to do with her as I, you know, go to Longview for my daughter's wedding. And, you know, she's blind. She's got a bad hip. And, and so family has always, you know, chipped in, but we're all going to be at a wedding. So God is providing a, su- a sweet That's lady, your- and I'm so comfortable with, with Vicki watching her. That's your she's family. Just, she's just on her last leg of life, and yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Yes. All right. One last thing I have to worry about. That's cool. Okay. Get your Bibles. Yes, sir. Today we're going to try to learn a few more things. I would, I would like for you to know everything there is to know about being born again. I would, I would love that. I would love for me to know everything there is to know about being born again. But there's an awful lot in the Bible about the subject. And how important is the subject? Well, you're, you're, you're not going to leave this world and go to heaven without being born again. It's not happening. Uh, except a man be born again, uh, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. This is John chapter 3, verse 5. Marvel not, Jesus said. Marvel not. Don't think it strange. Uh, don't be surprised that I'm telling you this. You must be born again the one thing I told the kids at vacation Bible school on the night that I spoke to them I said everything everything in life that's important uh, falls into a category less than this one you must be born again Uh, it's a born again is Something that happens when you put your trust in Jesus that died for your sins to save you. The one who died and was buried and rose again the third day. And he's the only name there is. Acts 4.12 was our text. There's none of the name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And it's the same language as right here in John chapter 3. This is a must. Whatever else you may do in your life, Whatever else you may think is important, this is above all. You must be born again. It's got to happen. And we don't, we don't give it the priority that it should have. We are all caught up in how we're going to survive today and tomorrow and the rest of the month. And that seems to take over our lives. It takes over our conversation. It takes over our thought, our mental capacity. When we ought to be thinking about, talking about, working toward seeing people we know and love become born again. We ha- there's something that we have to do that's hard we have to learn to love who Jesus loves. We can. It's easy to worry about our kids and our relatives and our family and those that are close to us. But the Bible says that God so loved the world. It's not talking about the dirt. It's not talking about the trees and the mountains and the water. It's talking about people. People. Lost people. That he gave his only son 
that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So, the fact that you need to understand the new birth is not just so that you'll be cool because you know stuff. It's so that you'll be able to give an answer to those that ask of reason of the hope that lies in you. See, that's how, that's how we are taught from the Bible to witness. There's nothing wrong with asking somebody, if you died today, where would you go? There's nothing wrong with that. It's fine. But have you ever read that in the Bible? No. That's not how they witnessed in the Bible. Bible witnessing is about praise. It's about giving God credit for every good thing in your life. And then God says, be ready to give an answer to them that ask a reason of the hope that lies in you. Christians, real ones, don't look like everybody else. And I'm not talking about outward appearance. I'm talking about they don't, they don't act the same. They don't have the same priorities. They think about things differently. The system under which they live, the rules under which we live, are different than the rest of the world. Our financial life is different than lost people. It's different. People out there expect Christians to be broke and poor, and that's, that's what they think Christian life is supposed to be like. It's not like that at all. When things are obviously going well in your life, people will get curious about it. They say, what are you doing? You know, how come, how come this is working for you? And they, they want to know. They don't ask it directly, usually. They'll ask in code. They want to know why you are the way you are. But they won't ask you that. They'll ask you things like, where do you go to church? Well, I, I'm good with that. Because I know what they're really asking. They want to know. They know what. What have you learned that it makes this all different for you? And you're supposed to be. You're commanded to be. Prepared and ready to give them a true and correct answer. In order to do that, you're going to have to know some things about the new birth. You had your hand up all ago, Gilbert, and I was. Yeah. I was busy beating my gums and didn't call on you. Earlier you mentioned that the life is in the blood. And as I reflect all the way back into Genesis, the Lord, uh, when he created formed man of the dust of the earth, he gave him the breath of life. And I know that we sustain our body by the breath, and the breath is the spirit. And in Bible, it also stresses that we, we are in Him. In Him we live and be our being. And so, to me, when I see and hear this, is the fact that the Spirit is the breath, the air, and means through the blood that gives us life. The air is like 80% nitrogen and 20% oxygen. 
And God gives us the bread of life through the air, through the blood, into our spirit. And when we acknowledge the fact that God is behind this, that's when you feel the Godly spirit within us. And the spirit of man and the spirit of God, two different things, but they combine, they work in your own body individually in each one of us. Okay. All right. Well, here we have uh, here we have Nicodemus. We we've talked about him extensively since we started this study in chapter three. Uh, he's coming to Jesus at night. He's asking questions, and he's getting answers that he didn't expect and doesn't understand. And he's trying to have a conversation. How can a man be born when he is old? Uh, he can't physically. That's what Jesus told him. He's got to be born of water and of the Spirit. And we talked about that. Some people think that's one thing. It's not. It's two separate things. Uh, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And here they are in the next verse. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. And then verse 8 is a, is a verse of Scripture that is seldom taught. And the reason it's so seldom taught is because it's not understood clearly by most teachers, let alone the students. And Jesus said, The wind bloweth where it listeth, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whether it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Uh, he told Nicodemus that he must be born again. He must be born of the Spirit. He's got to have a spiritual birth. Nicodemus is hung up on this. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And he's asking him. He wants to know. And uh, Jesus uh, tells him here that he really cannot know how it works. You can know things about how it works, but you can't really know how it works. He compares it to the wind blowing where it listeth or where it goes. And you hear the sound, so you know there's wind, but you can't tell where it came from, and you can't tell where it's going. And that's so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. And that's how it is with everyone who's born of the Spirit. You can't see it happen. Uh... The truth of the matter is you can't actually even feel it happen. You feel the result of it, which is peace that comes. But there, there are other scriptures that talk about this sort of thing. I'm going to go over to Ecclesiastes 5 for a minute. And I want to read you something here. Uh, this is uh, chapter 11 and verse 5. He says here, As thou knowest not what is the way of the Spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. We don't know how the baby is being formed. 
It's happening right over here on the front row right now. I, mean. <laughs> I always think about how you tell the story about the guy who held up the flower, and he's like, "Can you make?" Yeah, can you make make? Can you make me one of these? Yeah. No, you you don't you don't know how it does. There's all there's all kinds of examples of illustrations like this throughout Ecclesiastes and Proverbs. You can't really know how it happens. I mean, I can know I can know how this stand was made. I can watch a YouTube on the factory where they stamp these things out and they rivet them together, and there it is. I know how they made it. I can't know the literal of how we're born again. No, any, any better than I can. You know, I realize we got meteorologists now that they they think they know where the wind comes from, and they think they know where it's going, and they tell us every day on on the news or on the weather forecast how that's going to happen. And once in a while they guess it right, and it happens similarly to what they say. But no, they don't know. They don't know how it works. And Nicodemus, he, he is just, there's a word we used to use growing up. It's called bumfuzzled. You know what bumfuzzled means? Well, that's, that's, what, that's what Nicodemus is. Jesus explained this to him and he's like going, you know, like, what? How can these things be? And Jesus answered and said to him, are you a master of Israel and you don't know these things? Uh, you know, that kind of stuck him in his place. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and you receive not our witness. I have, t- If I have told you earthly things, and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Jesus cannot explain how this happened. Oh, he could explain it, but he can't explain it. And Nicodemus be able to understand it because it's a heavenly thing. He said, you must be born again. Anybody know what the word again means? To repeat. What? To repeat. Uh, Yeah, but that's not what it means here. It is the Greek word anathen. And it means from above you must be born from above the word well good you're supposed to that's good uh, all right let's let's quit let's go ahead and... <laughs> hey we've accomplished our goal let's go ahead and move on here now uh, now there are several descriptions of the new birth that I'll give us a little bit of insight into what's going on one of, the, one of the scriptures that tells us uh, about the new birth, and you understand you can, only, you can only hear earthly things that can be similarly compared to it to understand it. I can't tell you what really happens and how it happens. I can only tell you something earthly that you might be able to understand. Uh, 1 John chapter 5, verse 1. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. 
Now here it says born from above. In first in John five one, same writer, Apostle John, John says he is born of God. Well, does that fit? Born from above? Born of God? Yeah, it fits perfectly. So, talking about the same thing. Uh, Peter talks about the new birth. Let's go over to, uh, and we can learn some things that might enhance our understanding uh, from what Peter had to say. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 1 first. Let's go look at that. Here we are, 1 Peter chapter 1. Uh, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, this is verse 1 and 2, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through, now catch this, through sanctification of the Spirit unto, obe- unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Uh, Peter says that we are elect according to the foreknowledge of God. That's a really wonderful thing to understand because you are elect. What's that mean? Just chosen. Means chosen, yeah. According to God's arbitrary choosing and he just decided who's going to be his children and who's not? No. No. According to what's it say? To the foreknowledge of God. That's talking about that God knew who would trust him and who wouldn't. Same thing we learned from Romans. Same concept. And and the choosing of us uh, was, he chose all kinds of things for us because we are chosen in him. But he says this, through sanctification of the spirit. All right, what's Sanctification. It's a real simple terminology. It means purification. Purification of the Spirit. When you were born again, the Lord, by His Spirit, purified your spirit. He made you pure on the inside. And because he did that, it created another thing, another dynamic to happen. He says, purification unto what? Unto obedience. You who were bent completely on disobedience, you know what I'm talking about. We all had our conversation in times past in the lust of the flesh, the the lust of the eyes and the pride of life and all that stuff. We'll read that in Ephesians 2 here pretty soon. But, but through the purification that took place inside us by the Spirit, we now desire to obey the Lord. Are you here this morning because you wanted to be? Yes. Yeah, there you go. Pretty simple. He keeps talking about this all the way down through, uh, get down to verse 20, and look, and now he starts talking about, first of all, sanctification by the Spirit, and now we get down into, what is this, uh, verse uh, 22. 
he says, seeing you have purified, what's sanctification mean? Purification. You have purified your souls, that's the same word, by the way, in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto, so you obeyed the truth through the Spirit and the Spirit of God purified you on the inside. Un- and it caused you to go to something somewhere else unto something. Anytime you see this unto, it, it's... If you, look at the, if you look at the chart on the back wall, the Bible says the, the gospel is the power of God unto, there's that, there's that transition, unto salvation. So when I teach this, I will draw an arrow from lost to saved, and I write on that line, that curved line, the, the gospel. The gospel is what will take you from being lost unto being saved. And here Peter's talking about being purified by the Spirit of God. How does he do that? Well, I can't tell you because you couldn't understand it if I could tell you. You can understand something that's like it and you can see the result of it. Remember what he said about the what he said about the wind? You can't tell where it's coming from or where it's going, but you can see the result. You can feel it blowing. You can see the size of the waves if you're out in the water. All kinds of things you can see about the wind. So what can you see about the Spirit purifying you on the inside? You can see the result of it. It makes you want to be obedient, he said in verse 1. It makes you love your brothers and sisters in Christ. Genuinely, unfeigned love of the brethren. That's the real deal. Anybody can pretend to love people. You've all experienced that. I have. I don't expect you could live very long without experiencing some of that. But this is the real deal. When people come to Lighthouse, like Eva, yeah, it wasn't very long ago that you first came to Lighthouse. And, and you experience something, you see something, you know something that's different here. What is it? It's the effect of the Spirit of God having changed us on the inside. And we love each other. We're family. We, we are... We're going to live together forever. Amen. How cool is that? And then Peter says here, being born again. Oh, what's, what's he talking about? The Spirit changing us on the inside. He's talking about when you were born again. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, And the Word was God. If being born again by the Word of God and being born again by the Spirit, is that two different things? No, it's the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. So, 
I don't know if you're learning more about being born again or not today, but I'm throwing some things together that are true. You say, well, what can you compare that to? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not smart enough to tell you, I think. But it's true. Uh, the, uh, the new birth is an amazing thing. Everybody's got to know and understand being born again, but nobody can truly understand exactly what being born again is. Big Gilbert. I, in between the lines, I read uh, through the revelation of Jesus Christ, that when he came and manifested himself, and he himself says, when I leave, I will send the Holy Ghost. And so he is the manifestation of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. Well, one of the things that's one of the things going to help you with this with the Spirit and understanding the Spirit is the comparison, earthly to heavenly. All right, the earthly is is this. Uh, You are body, soul, mind, intellect and spirit God is father son and spirit like you know that you know that you have a body and a spirit we'll get move away from this mind aspect for now but you know you do because you've been to a funeral and you've seen a body with no spirit and you know what that's like it's Obvious, really obvious. Uh, so you know that all us people walking around, we have a spirit, and it's the real us. And when the body and the spirit are separated, that's called death. Jesus had a body. Did Jesus have a spirit? What was different about Jesus' spirit? Jesus, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit is Jesus. He said, well, no, they're separate. Well, you'll be separate too when you die. But until that happens, you're just like Jesus was when he was walking here and his spirit, the Holy Spirit, was within him. It's it, it it helps me to understand that what Jesus was talking about when he said, "I and my Father are one." Well, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. It's not it's not this big separation that we and the Bible says in these three agree in one. There's never any disagreement with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit only points to Jesus, only speaks of Jesus, only glorifies Jesus. Because that's who he is. He's Jesus. I don't know that I just taught you anything about being born again, but maybe maybe you'll understand it a little clearer. I don't know. Born from above. I just want to add real quick. Go ahead. Even in his language, 
clarifies what you're saying. He says, we speak of what we do know. Yeah. He uses that kind of language, we, so that's the trend yeah. right there. Yeah. Let us make man. Yeah. Genesis chapter 1. Uh, here in First uh, Peter uh, chapter 1, the uh, talking about salvation that has been diligently inquired of by the prophets in the past. Verse 11, he says this, Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us did they minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. We are born of the Spirit and we are born from above. That's what we learn from John chapter 3. Both of those things are true. We're born of the Spirit and we're born of above. And here Peter casually mentions that the Holy Ghost is sent down from above. It all fits. And it's all true. And you say, well, I still don't understand it. And that's normal. Because what God tells us about it, uh, when it gets into the heavenly realm, we can't understand it yet. But, oh, my goodness. i got to quit. Uh, we're, uh, how, how are we ten minutes late quitting? <laughs>